Peace, everyone. Welcome back to the Piper Carter podcast. You are listening to Piper Carter. It's been a couple of weeks since I've done a podcast since I've seen you last. I've been on a spiritual retreat and a lot has happened and there's a lot that's going to happen. And I'm in the studio with the founder and creator of Detroit is Different, our proprietor, who has um, a very special special message for us all. Um, what's up, Kari Frazier? How you doing? What's up? What's up? What's up? How you feeling, Miss Piper Carter? I feel good. I feel uh -huh. wonderful. I feel refreshed. I feel like a million bucks. Okay. But uh, that's not that? worth much in, in, in 2022. Uh, I feel like... What's that song? I feel um, like a bajillion billion bucks. What's uh, the coupe with boots? Remember, fresh. Yeah, like a the million, million bucks. bucks. Yeah, but way more because that because mm -hmm. a million bucks was a lot of money in the eighties. In the eighties, I think that was a nineties song, but I feel what you're saying. Nah, wasn't that the eighties? Nah, that was the nineties. No, that was eighties. That's where you got it from. Oh, you mean the phrase? But yeah. I'm saying the song. I'm speaking that song. specifically. Yeah, to no, the song. no, no. That song, yes. Mm -hmm. But the phrase itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was '80s. Okay. Yeah. Um. Because that sure. was a uh uh, slick Rick. A slick Rick record. Remember, fresh checks like a million bucks. Mm, I don't remember that from oh. Ricky D. But, okay, well, it was the first. But uh, I got the great adventures. I just don't yeah. remember that line. Okay, I I'm old. <laughs> hey, hey, young love. Yeah. The world is yours. And um, yeah. So we're on, and I brought you on um early. Let's talk about this early. I'm gonna put this on the screen so you can tell us about this right here. What is this, Kari? A lot of studio is coming back. We are back in full effect. For 2022, 2021 was the first year. And this year we're coming back podcasting and also performance. And it's a mix all right here in the Detroit neighborhood. Uh, the project is a big project. Uh, we're raising $25,000 on GoFundMe. You can go to DetroitIsDifferent.com as we're looking at right now and check out more about it. Uh, and I'm excited about it. I'm excited about this cultural offering. Uh, I think it's very important that we share spaces in person as Black people offering uh, cultural offerings. I think we connect uh, kinetically uh, a different way when we do things in person. And it's key that we can build upon something that is dynamic and creative in a flow like this. So I'm very excited and uh, humble to be taking another crack at this and really uh, confident um, and a little delusional because you got to be delusional to pull stuff off these days. And um, I'm blessed that I'm, you know, back at this whole concept and not beaten down and, and torn out and tattered and still taking cracks at creativity and offering stages and platforms for others okay that was awesome mm -hmm. and um i i wanted to have this conversation with you about because the, um, we called the title um kuji chagulia so mm -hmm. um i heard you on the anthony adams show maybe yeah. it was friday i believe or thursday mm -hmm. and you all were having a conversation about a lot of different things but you had a lot to say about Kuji Chagulia. So I wanted to 
ask if you could expound upon um, that conversation, please. All right. So Kuji Chakalia introduced to me uh, as one of the seven principles of Kwanzaa uh, is self-determination. And it's the second day of Kwanzaa. So many people know that is December 27th and honoring the celebration of these African-centered principles. But as they say, live Kwanzaa every day. And live Kwanzaa every day when I was younger seemed to be like, okay, what's going on? Because these are like some very altruistic uh, concepts and, and broad themes. But now I understand more of that role of self-determination. And self-determination is not, as much as it's like the, the actual personal self, it's the self-determination as a community to do things for the community. Uh, you're, you're involved with a huge self-determining project uh, built on Kuji Chakalia, and that's the food co-op. And we're seeing many other things that are, are taking those strides of us uh, doing things with a with that willingness of, of, of committing to ideas uh, and creativity beyond what space and that 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 role of finding the initiative and keeping that initiative, keeping going against odds of what may be quote unquote logical to most, I think is a very, um, a very, cause it's not difficult. It's not challenging. It's not tough. What is the right adjective for this? It's very, it's very trying. Mm. It's very trying of a task because uh, it, it stretches the the belief. And this is really to me where creativity comes to life. So I have what I would like, but then when I get what I got, I have to take what I got and apply that to the plan of what I like, and that's the spark of so much of this creativity and the tryingness is how much am I married to this concept of this is the quote unquote right way versus this is the way that's working best for the functionality of what needs to happen. Uh, and that's where, uh, knowing and, and feeding off that same Kuji Chakalia. When I look to people like really mama shoe was, is a big inspiration in a lot of this and what she does with, uh, the village is key. Avalon Village is 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 courageous. Is it's revolutionary. It's it's humbling. It's it's astonishing. It's, it's beautiful. It, yeah, it's beautiful. It's so many adjectives, but yeah. at the root of a lot of this is it definitely took the propensity of crazy almost or something because most people will look at you and think nothing like this can happen mm. and uh we all work in this space you work in this space with what mm. you're doing uh in hip-hop and in environmental justice and the podcast and your works across the world like you know having that courage to keep going and do something beyond the belief of like what's set in in in, in a goal of like this is the right way. This is how you do things. This is what success looks like. And this is how it must happen. Going outside that realm is creativity. I think that's where we get our strength as a melanated people. But tapping into that same strength in this space of America can be very difficult. And 
that I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say the difficulty of that is because we're so conditioned and bogged down to feel as though we're not supposed to do that. Mm. Hence the tryingness of, of venturing into these spaces. I find, I find fascinating because some of the support that I, that I get, uh, the ways of that support, not just financial, sometimes it's volunteers. Sometimes it's just somebody dropping a word or giving a suggestion or somebody coming in with like, I think you can do it this way. And then I'm like, well, I just don't have a person to do it that way. And then Mm -hmm. they step up and say, well, I'm the person that's going to do it that way. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, these, these concepts of, uh, of things through history that I look at and I think they're, they're great and amazing, um, phenomenal. But now as I'm like a person making works and platforms that engage other people, I'm really putting myself in a position and thinking to myself, like, you know, as much as like a Barry Gordy had a vision for Motown, it was his family and many of the others that came on board and said, look, I'm going to help this young brother out. Mm-hmm. I see my role in this is like, I'm going to teach some etiquette. I see my role in this is I'm going to help with the actual publishing. I see my role in this. I'm going to help with choreography. I see my role in this. I'm going to actually help with songwriting. I see my role in this. I'm going to help with uh, the audio engineering. Like many people start stepping up and fulfilling roles outside of the organizational structure of what we see as quote unquote professionalism of like everything is, you know, uh, 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 you, you submit the job and into like some job listing and you interview everybody and you got like human resources. No, it doesn't happen like that. A lot of times when these, in these creative spaces, when new opportunities arise, Mm -hmm. you're there, you're present and you saw a need and you start fulfilling it. And it's someone Mm -hmm. like me, like, yeah, do it. I, I, I didn't have a space in place for that. And you found a space in place for that. So you're the best person to do it. And sometimes that role becomes actually pulling off a lot of studio or building Avalon Village or mm-hmm. building a food co-op or building D-Town Farms or building Aisha Shule or building Nataki Taliba. Like this, this work, uh, not likening what I'm doing in, in like an impact to mm-hmm. any of the other projects, but it's similar in the kindred spirits that do come apart. Mm-hmm. Co- that come together connected to this. As you're one of the biggest people saying like, we need to connect more as podcasters in Detroit is different. And I'm like, man, I'm so spun with all these other projects. It's just going to be tough to do that. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm the right person to it. But I know this will all come about when that right, at the right time, the right moment, the right place. And mm-hmm. that synergy can connect because it is a lot of great people connected to this network. And mm-hmm. I think of you, uh, I think of the work T-Barb's doing right now. I think mm-hmm. of Josh, um, especially Pat from this past weekend, everybody's talking about Josh. Um, and, and just getting the name of Detroit is different in places and spaces where I know just me alone, if I was one person to believe that individualism or or it, it has to be you first, uh, Detroit is different would not be reaching the places it reaches. So and tell us a bit more about um, because people always ask me, you know, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I always think that everyone knows about Detroit is different. Mm-mm. And then every time I go somewhere, people are like. They think it's like my podcast studio. <laughs> so I always tell them like, no, no, I have a show on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us about Detroit is different, like this vision. Well, I'm glad that you, you, it's funny. Cause like you and um, 
so like some of the first initial podcasts here beyond just the Detroit is different. Like when we did like the relation, it's a lot of like relationship podcasts here. So like the searching for Claire Huxtable, the his fault, her problem were probably like two of the first iterations. And then in this space, you and Josh were like the first people to connect. Uh, I want to say you and Josh, then my natural hair, then titties and tacos all like anchoring like foundational podcasts of what this network is so this network is an extension of what i've learned over time to be my success model mm -hmm. my best successes always come when i'm working with others mm -hmm. uh and, and similar to i speak to mama shu because when i interviewed her she spoke the same way like she said some of the best ways to work with people is to see where their passion is mm -hmm. and feed into that passion. And, and that can lead to what I guess certain people may label as the disorganized nature of what Detroit is different is because mm. it's not, you know, I'm not task mastering people. I'm mm -hmm. not pushing you to do things. I want people to support a lot of studio and I'm pushing and I'm encouraging. But even at that, it's not like if, if podcasters don't support a lot of studio, I'm going to, you know, kick their show off the air or anything, <laughs> you know? No. So, but tell us about like this, this venture, because, you know, um, I always tell people about it. I always tell them that you, <coughs> your, uh, you know, vision was that you took your family's, the home that you've inherited from your grandparents mm -hmm. and that, you grew up in this neighborhood, you still live in this neighborhood, mm -hmm. that you've transformed the space and it's for the community and it's a pod, <coughs> it's a podcast studio. It, you know, you've upgraded it from, initially it was an audio format. Now you have two studios. One is video. You still have the audio format. You still have the other um, portable studio, I'll say, but you're also a photographer. You do videography. You also provide sound for events. You also help um, produce events. Um, you also do, you know, a lot of work in the community and help a lot of organizations do these things like in community. So, you know, talk about like, there's so much stuff that you do in community, you know? Okay. So it's, it's an extension of where I'm at. Mm -hmm. So as I said, my best opportunities come from offering other people platforms. Mm -hmm. And also it's a lot of expression. Um, for my post for Detroit is different tomorrow. I interviewed Orlando Bailey. So I'm going to have my Orlando video posted. And he's from um, Bridge, Detroit, Bridge Detroit, which is authentically a, Detroit. And, and uh, Bridge Detroit is a um, like a new publication, new ish. Uh, journal, it, it's it's a hub for journalism, and yeah. through Catherine Kelly, Stephen Henderson, uh, many of their other partners, it, it's like it's real journalism, mm -hmm. um, a voice that's needed mm -hmm. for community. Um, so I'm writing like my day, my average day. It's I'm in awe sometimes of the people I talk to, you mm -hmm. included. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a common just Tuesday for Kari could be, I talk to Piper. Mm -hmm. I talk to Josh Adams. I talk to T-Barb. I talk to Coco. 
I may talk to Karen Dumas. I may talk to uh, Mama and Dad, talk to Youssef Shakur, talk to GMAC or Greg McKenzie, then talk to, um, you know, just my regular homies, my dad, my sister. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm bouncing through, like, spaces where these are giants. Like, these are people that are shifting cultural conversations, but these people are in my circle. Mm -hmm. Hence a platform of like offering gems along the way in the game that they've given. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I really look back at like my interview I did with in Mama and Gia. Mm. And I think like, wow, the way she opened up, I'm glad I chronicled like her process and her story. Mm -hmm. um, another Kendra spirit Capricorn with me. So, mm -hmm. um, so it's things like that, that it's like, yeah, wow, this is, this is deep. Cause I'm like introducing you, the, my, I'm introducing uh, the the internet world or the people I know to these interesting people that I've known for forever. Hence, Detroit is different. Mm -hmm. This is still a very cliquish town, I believe. Like, you can be in circles, like you say, where nobody knows what Detroit is different is. Mm -hmm. You can be in circles where people have no idea what, you know, urban gardening is. Mm -hmm. And then you can be in circles where nobody knows what, you know, the 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 roller, the adult roller skating culture of Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, so it was, it was like a, a, a passion of mine to introduce people kind of to how I see Detroit. Mm -hmm. Cause there are so many narratives just due to the way media portrays things where almost like, unless the media shines a light on it, like, wow, this is a cool place to come. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people just feel like all of Detroit is like dark, destitute, uh, or like this just abandoned wilderness where you can be like this urban pioneer and do what you want to do. Nah, it's some, it's some rich stories here. It's some, it's some dynamic people. It's some interesting people all intersecting, um, in this space, doing some very creative things. Mm -hmm. And that same story expands further as I allow this platform to touch others and others to, to, to run with having a voice for themselves. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really think about so much of the relationship even between you and Brittany. And I look at the work that Brittany's doing mm -hmm. with, uh, with It's Food Detroit uh, and, and, and like almost become such a, like a, a, a staple of like the best damn vegan pizza you're going to have maybe that I've ever had, but definitely in the D Metro Detroit area. Mm -hmm. And that all kind of in my mind is inspired through community. Mama mm -hmm. Shoshana said, Brittany, you need to meet Kari. Mm -hmm. I met Brittany. And then I said, Brittany, you need to meet Piper. Mm -hmm. And she's starting something. This is back to that, like starting from the beginning. Mm -hmm. She's starting something. She can use a producer. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know till I interviewed Brittany. She was like, yo, I was in like kind of a bad space because my leg was hurt. I didn't have mm -hmm. nothing to do. And then you said, I can be a producer. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo, yeah. Mm -hmm. She was like, what does a producer do? And I was like, okay, I got this. I got these sheets. I got this information of what it'll be. Mm -hmm. But the number one thing is come up here and vibe with Piper. Mm -hmm. I think y'all would connect well. Through mm -hmm. vibing with you, she ends up going to Vegan Tuesdays with Yousef Shakur, community uh, movement builders, mm -hmm. and now meeting GMAC. Mm -hmm. You know, you see that, that same underutilized space of GMAC saying, okay, we have the capacity to do more in this kitchen mm -hmm. at Alkibalon Village, my uh, sister Sarah, shout out sister Sarah, and others aren't aren't utilizing the space as much. Mm -hmm. We could probably do something with you. 
this is all community mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. Like, because it's like one thing after another, after another, after another, after another. And like now it, the, this family grows and extends, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so I, I, I think I think it's key because these underutilized resources, these microphones, these cameras, these lights, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, as much as I definitely want to, them to be respected, I, I, I don't want them to be uh, broken or anything like that. I mm -hmm. mean, this this uh, this equipment costs a lot of monetary dollars for me right now at capacity where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And it's not like it's the value of the money, but it's due to money being a scarce resource. You know what I'm saying? It's the opportunities and the other things I could do with this. Mm -hmm. But it's also imperative that this platform can provide an outlet for a T-bar. Mm -hmm. You know, it's important. Uh, it's some new podcasts coming on, Spirit Says and, and 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 others that I'm just so happy that I can provide this space and that space for people to have that voice. Uh, so talk, let's talk about, um, because I remember, well, we've had several conversations about money and capitalism and nonprofit and all these things. So you recently uh, became a 501c3. Yeah. So mm -hmm. talk about why you became a 501c3. Talk about, I'm, I'm going to just throw it out there, say the challenges of not wanting to become a 501c3 and then changing your mind and becoming a 501c3. And then like, yeah, like that, um, like what is that, you know, shift or, you know, what is the difference in consciousness or I'm not really sure, you know, how to ask it, but, you know, there's a difference between a for-profit entity and a 501c3. I mean, just in, in essence, you know, vision, purpose and things like that. Although, you know, they can be very similar, but um, yeah, because there was a shift, you yeah. know, because for a long time you were like, no, I'm just, I'm doing this. I'm going to get my money, then I'll save it, then I'll buy the stuff I need but then there became maybe a, a change like oh well I could mm -hmm. do this differently so can you talk about that because there's probably a lot of people I meet a lot of people who ask me about becoming a 501c3 or like being challenged about that or not knowing you know if that's what they want to do so as a person who for a long time you know um was possibly against it you know i'm gonna throw it out there and is now has now shifted and is now figured out like okay i could figure out how to make 501c3 fit within my values you know so so this kind of piggybacks on a conversation is like the the unique people i can meet no um dr ward stephen ward from university of michigan uh came with a a group of students that are uh in this uh experiential detroit class this semester afterwards i'm talking to another brother that man i'm forgetting his name he knows you too because he was like i'm no piper um muslim brother that did uh that's now doing some some study work out of u of m came from chicago and we were talking oh mark crane mm, not mark crane no and but, not uh, call it no not call it but uh, we were speaking specifically uh, about kind of in this in the same space of like who funds this stuff. So which which stuff like the the studio these types of projects. 
or, or and it kind of all goes back to self-determination. Um, they, they wanted to know who funded this this place. No, we were just having a discussion just about who funds the work that we really want to do. Okay, because we're still I mean, the the landscape of what's happening to us as a people in in America has been for a long time uh, through this lens of white supremacy ha has has created damn near like right now our our trauma is being championed as like something that can be marketed and exploited. Hmm. Um, and, and maybe that's existed for a while in these arcs of storytelling. And because uh, because really we were talking about, um, you know, how this comes about. So I know I'm running a, running a long way to say that I was intimidated and a little bit taken aback to engage in the 501c3 because I didn't know what that space would look like for me. Mm, mm. What was, would it was be? It, was it like that? Was it that like a values issue? A little bit of values, but mm -hmm. I mean, you, we can hide behind certain things, but some of it is just the intimidation of oh, like, okay. you know what I mean? You, you starting, you know, it's like you leave middle school, then you go into high school. Uh -huh. Um, some of this stuff, you know, and you know, in middle school, you know, it's 300 kids. You go into high school, it's 1500 kids. You know, where do I sit? You know what I mean? Like, where's my place? What, what does this look like? It's a, it's a level of autonomy that I put into this work here at Detroit is different. You know, the autonomy as I'm, as I'm kicking up and it's a lot of risk, you know, I'll probably go through, I don't know, maybe like about 10 sets of headphones a year, but it is, it's real. Um, but I'm with that. I can control that. In this space of this 501c3, it becomes competitive and still through the lens of, of white supremacy, uh, not necessarily capitalism, but white supremacy, it's the same competitive nature. You know, when you say competitive, you, you're speaking in terms of the grant, the world. granting dollars, mm -hmm. people giving you stuff, you doing stuff. It's almost like I'm sure as and it much being as contingent, effort, yes, it being contingent upon the this set yeah. of uh expectations that have been set forth for you i'm i'm sure because mm -hmm. i've i've witnessed it when people are 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 passing critiques about others mm -hmm. in organization mm -hmm. and especially when you're organizing our people it's difficult mm -hmm. uh because of the the challenges that we're just facing period mm -hmm. so let alone like you know it's like oh man that ain't you know that ain't nothing he just over there you know people just talking and people on stage you know in the in the middle of the hood doing nothing i'm doing the real work over here i'm saving the earth mm -hmm. you know I'm, I'm over here get making sure people get clean water i'm over here making sure people get homes i'm over here making sure kids are educated i'm over here making sure women are protected i'm over here making sure black people get money i'm, I'm over here making sure we get out of poverty it's like all of it serves a role and a purpose I know what's best for me. I know where my heart is. I know that the culture and the creativity triggers who I am. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of people that act like culture and creativity does not trigger who they are. Whereas I would push back and I would say it's the gateways of the creativity and the culture that awaken the mind to now engage in what we perceive as quote unquote further steps of what we think is the real work. Because the quality mm -hmm. of life comes through the culture and the creativity. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's like so back to when you were saying like the shift in focus was in 2019, we did the Detroit is Different Festival mm -hmm. in the Andy Art Center. Mm -hmm. I like the people over at the Andy, Lauren, Josh, they're here in Hope Village and everything. Um, 
And I thought it was it was imperative because I was like, we need something to be a rallying cry and bring all these podcasters together. That was that. Um, COVID-19 happens. Mm -hmm. What do we do? We were at a, like a standstill in 2020. Mm -hmm. 2021, I was like, we're going to do this, but it has to be outside because right now, whatever we do needs to be an outside experience. Mm -hmm. The experience I created was so signature to really what I like. The one you did in 2019. In 2021. Okay. In 2021. A lot of studio. Yeah. That I'm like, we're going to keep doing this. But unlike a lot of the other projects, like this, the podcast studio, or the other podcast studio, or even somewhat with like the My Natural Hair Show, or whenever we do a, a I'm the Rapper, She's the DJ, like I can manage those expectations at the pace of like what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. A weekly is more aggressive. Mm -hmm. A weekly with promotion, a weekly where I'm booking different acts. Like it called for for other things engaging this space outside that ingratiated me more and humbled me even more to everything. Like even mm -hmm. this year, activating the lot, getting it leveled, and now going through like we broke two tillers tilling that land because there's so many rocks in this soil. So it's like, it's connecting me more to like all of this, like the environmental stuff, the, the stories of like activating spaces and places inside of a community and understanding like some of what we could see as barriers and boundaries that I see as like, okay, we're going to learn. We're going to pivot. We're going to go, you know, but we still have to pay for the tilling. We're still going to pay for the, 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 the equipment. We're still going to pay for the stage. We're still going to destruct this stage. We're still going to figure out what shading looks like here because now we're paying more attention to the sun rotations. If it rains, like what happens? What's the rain contingency? You know, knowing that now I'm activating a group of people that I really still feel, though I haven't performed myself as a music artist in so long, but I still feel like I'm in the fraternity with performing artists and knowing like as i look to like my homeboy alex white with with now his family you know his son his daughter his wife and know what it's like when i get on the phone and i hire these musicians and they're and they're relying on me to give this phone call you know and it's cool for me to give them a thursday hit a lick joe black that's like the audio engineer, the video guy, like my tech, he's the lead. Like Joe Black is like oil in this machine that makes it happen so I can buy some other time and do some other things. Um, now I'm bringing on Leland Stein that I've known for a while and helping in this process, you know? I'm sure Drummer B will come back, you know, as things expand, working with Piper more. Like the, the need for the 501c3 was the fact that people were coming to me saying, we can help you. But we could help you more if you had this tool, if you mm -hmm. had this engine, if you had this sword in your in your machine. So it's like, OK, they're telling me this. Mm -hmm. Let's move on doing this. OK. And moving on doing this, that the way I did it was I reached out to attorney Stephanie Hammonds, who I trust immensely with so much. Mm -hmm. And she's been invested in my in my growth as an artist, as a business person. Um for for years mm -hmm. so so i went to her and that's how i did it i i, I mean other people can do it however they want to do it but that's how i did it i did it through stephanie um that's how she helped me get my um l3c okay mm -hmm. yeah and and, and it, it i was i'm glad but now with the tool it's still not like the the trees ain't shaking like they said like i and i figured it was like that but you know am i gonna be bitter about it or am i gonna keep going because that's the other engine when i look at the people i'm inspired by yeah mommy imani humphrey kept going mm -hmm. carmen m nandi kept going mm -hmm. I, you could get fixated on like 
oh man, um, the 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 Captain Crunch Foundation said they giving you know five million dollars to anybody that just live in this zip code. Mm-hmm. If you just have a five hundred one c three, all right. You know what I'm saying? For whatever mm-hmm. reason, Captain Crunch said, I ain't messing with you. Tony yeah. the Tiger, he ain't messing with you. Mm-hmm. Toucan Sam, he ain't messing with you. I got to keep going because if I if I, I feel the pressure, and this is on me, mm-hmm. and intimidate, like, I feel the pressure of if I don't deliver on some type of cultural offering to the people that are in my community, mm-hmm. and I said that I was going to do it, it's going to be another limitation that now sets a ceiling on what the little homies up the block see. Right. You know, they're going to come down here and be like, yo, man, what the hell are these people with these dashikis doing? Why some of these white people here? I don't see people like this. They talking about, they on the stage and they, you know, talking like what I thought people on stage would be. Mm-hmm. He offered me a free slushie. I get a vegan, like, damn, this is a vegan Coney dog? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? None of this is, none of this is beef. None of this is is, is pork, you know? Um, so, I, 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 I'm, always thinking and pivot, but even in that pivot, I have an infrastructure of like Suzanne Clegg, my program manager, uh, you know, my project manager that works with me on a lot of my programming and stuff. Like Suzanne runs with me. Um, my goddaughter was making phone calls, uh, to lay, uh, you know, um, Brittany's helping some, you know, it's a team of us. And I know that some of the people on my team are going to rely on whatever that offering is. Mm-hmm. Hence, you know, will some foundation money come? Possibly. I've won some grants. We won the neighborhood grant from uh, the Detroit Regional Chamber that was uh, supported by the General Motors. It was a specific a, uh, equipment-based grant that paid for uh, some, some microphones, some wires, uh, the staging, you know, some other things that we have, you know, some short uh, administrative costs. But then even when that type of money comes in, like floating where these costs go versus where those costs go. Mm-hmm. And then even honoring what that machine looks like to, to follow through. We had the Transforming Power Fund grant last year that we won. And we we had a fiduciary mm-hmm. um, for that. So the fiduciary served as the 501c3 capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're glad that we won that. But it's like, okay, if we're winning grants, we probably need one of these ourselves. That mm-hmm. way we have more autonomy ourselves to do certain things. Mm-hmm. But in that autonomy, our 501c3 is specific to the project of a lot of studio. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure we're going to do other things too, because I'm one that is, I- I'm one to be like, less, 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 Less meaning like me and whomever I'm partnered with. Mm-hmm. Let's grind hard. Let's put these seeds in the ground now, mm-hmm. so that ten years. Because really, I'm I'm a decade thinker. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes about ten years for anything to really get some, you know, them roots to catch. Mm-hmm. Them nine years while you trying to wait on them roots to catch, shit, it can be difficult. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, but I'm waiting on those roots to catch. So let's talk about like your experience because you. Um, recently completed your formal education. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't say completed your formal education. You have completed um, a what, what would we call a program, um, yeah. and of of that a formal program, mm-hmm. and um, in marketing. But you're also uh, learned in business, business development. So mm-hmm. let's talk about your educational experience and um, what that has you know, how that has served you throughout your, your time as an artist. So first off, I think, um, 
I think um how, how do I say this best? <laughs> business is an expression of creativity for me too. That's mm -hmm. how I approach business. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm not approaching business like my mind is it's been such an asset, mm -hmm. but it's also been a liability. Like I don't see things the way other people see things. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm looking at something, you know, it's just different. And mm -hmm. even from when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So like, like my, my offering when it comes to business is so built in creativity and it's the process of like bringing something to life. It's this idea that we we brainstorm about. Like, will people respond to this? You know, how will people respond to this? Walking in a space and saying like, okay, they want me to record this. And then where's the offering going to go? They're going to end up with a video when they have a video. Uh, where am I going to place that video? Like all of this is, is, is moving around in my mind. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I'm not. In business, I think like certain other people are in business because I think certain people are in business to make a lot of money. Mm. I think certain people are in business because it's like, well, this is what I should do because this is what success is. Mm -hmm. I think certain people are in business saying, well, I'm in business because I was told this is what I'm supposed to do and these are the rules I follow. I am not doing business under none of those means in any of those ways. I honor some of like the, the ways and the approaches like that, mm -hmm. but that never worked for me. Mm. Um, so when I engage in business, it's always built from a lens of creativity. Mm -hmm. And I also think that the niche in my comfort level, as I grow as an entrepreneur, as I talk about like 10 years catching roots, mm -hmm. I mean, my journey in entrepreneurship is like 15, 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. it's been a minute. Mm -hmm. So like it's catching roots and what I see as success is successful. It's I'm humbled that I can, um, invest in this type of equipment, um, invest in the projects that I'm doing, mm -hmm. uh, like my natural hair show that you, you, you gladly helped with. And I hope we keep you on board, you and Nina Payne. Like, I just hope that team can expand this year, uh, as we carry on with stuff like that. Like that's the stuff that I sit back and I say, this is what I want to do in business. Mm -hmm. I want to make a lot of money, you know? I want to bring these ideas to life and, and, and connect with these people. Mm -hmm. Um, so my formal education, as I recognize, just like the 501c3, it's a tool. Mm -hmm. It's a sword, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I, I did not go back to college. So after I finished, after I graduated high school in 2001 from Northwestern, um, I didn't go. I went immediately to the Recording Institute of Detroit or the DISC. I went to the... Uh, audio engineering program. I went through their full suite and I may have been like one of the last programs where like, um, of the 30 classes I took, maybe three of them were online, like, or like computer-based classes with pro tools. 27 of them were using hardcore, what we call hardware. So like I learned how to record in a studio with a reel to reel machine. Uh, I learned a lot of the functionality of how sound travels and what happens in sound. And then I, I bought a digital recording station, my, my Roland 1880. 
uh, kind of up to now, you know, more of my family, you know, how it all connects. My cousin Lumumba was like, you need to get a Roland 1880. Uh, some of the hip hop guys I know say, man, get an MPC XL. I got a 2000 MPC XL. And at the time, one of the best boards, I had already had a Triton board for my birthday when I was 18. Mm -hmm. So I had some pieces to make, quote unquote, beats. Mm -hmm. uh, those pieces to make beats eventually became my studio. Mm -hmm. I'm doing studio stuff and doing um, like offerings of like, rap shows and things like that for a couple of years and i don't think about school again for a while mm -hmm. uh i took some classes at lewis college of business uh, because i did that to help my father with his accounting practice he said you know if you learn this i can give you some of my tax clients mm. so i was like all right i guess you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. So I did like maybe like uh, a year worth of classes at Lewis. Didn't really pay much more attention to that. So maybe from like 2000 and probably like from like 2004 to 2011, the only school interactions I had was I was doing this leadership workshop for high school kids. Like I was going to schools, interacting with them as a hip hop artist, as a person doing cultural events, as a person putting together things, connecting with the Detroit NAACP, the Michigan NAACP, uh, a lot of works with uh, uh, David Bullock, my homie, a lot of works with Brandon Jessup, a lot of works with Donnell White, a lot of works with, um, you know, uh, Latoya Henry, a lot of works with, uh, late great honorable uh george claudia morcom before she passed um this is kind of what i'm doing for years uh and 2011 i remember i was working i was working um i was working the census and one of the people i was working the census with was like yeah i'm about to go to college and i don't know what it was about her saying that connected to like my almost like a godmother of mine like you know i look up to her like an auntie helen love that was like you should go back to college you should go back to college i was feeling like i was too old to go back to college and i was like what does that look like mm -hmm. then when i saw like some of these dominoes just all connected i was like okay i guess i'll take a class or two i go to henry ford community college um i tried wc3 first mm -hmm. the vibe just didn't hit me the right way which which campus uh the downtown campus was it the was it was it business you were taking um I just was taking classes at first. Okay. You know? Um, like what Like what were you taking classes in? I was taking... So, so like, my first couple semesters, I was like, let's see what this college stuff is about. Let's let, let's see what's going on. Like, some of this I think I, I should be able to smash. So, I took some of my, the low-hanging fruits for me. A marketing class already, mm -hmm. I, I'm killing it, you know? Okay. Because I, I was a DECA kid even when I was in high school. Okay. People remember what DECA was. Yeah. Uh, so I took like a marketing class. I took like a, 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 a social studies class. Okay. I'm killing that because okay. it's like social studies and history. I, I know this. Mm -hmm. And then I may have took like a, um, I may have took like a, uh, an accounting class. Cause I knew it's like, most people are afraid of this. I, I know trial balances and I remember this stuff just from my dad and, and QuickBooks and like, this is easy for me. Um, so that was like the first iteration. Then during this time, this is like that precipice where like, I'm thinking like, okay, I'm about to be 30. I need to focus. I need to get serious. You know what I'm saying? My girlfriend at the time, I'm like, I'm, I'm probably gonna think about marrying her. 
You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm like in this headspace, right? Mm-hmm. Um, from that headspace, I it's like other things are ramping up. I'm evaluating like where are things at, you know, and, mm-hmm. and hell of a girlfriend too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, heck of a master teacher, Spelman grad, uh, like, like everything on paper. Mm-hmm. And then I'm looking at me and even in the social circles with her, like this shit ain't matching up. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm putting this stuff together. I'm making, I'm trying to make plays. I'm doing these Kwanzaa events. I'm, I, I'm, I'm sort of doing something like mm-hmm. what, what am I working on? Like, can I, you know what I'm saying? What can I afford? Do, do, does this make sense? Mm. We part ways. And then it's like, okay, I can now just like, what am I doing in life? I'm like, okay, I'll take this little bit of student loan money, figure out what I can do with the rest. You know what I'm saying? From mm-hmm. these shows here and there and try to figure things out. During this time, I like fall in love with podcasting. Cause mm. all I'm doing all day for the most part is I I will I was working out yeah I was um uh, like I got my exercise bike I got my real bicycle that's when I was really bicycling mm-hmm. um you know other little workout equipment uh, shout out Derek May uh, Derek May gave me one of my first uh, big checks in in music mm-hmm. through uh, he connected me to this Italian uh, electronic group. Uh, uh, you can't connection. shout him out no more, bro. He's like uh, in big trouble for like. I know he's he's the R word. I, I know he's in he's in all types of like me too trouble big time and mm-hmm. assault. And I hope um I hope all of that is healed. I'm speaking from my story of what he plugged me. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Yo, talk to these people," mm. and, and it blew my mind because I've been told stuff like this my whole career as a rapper that like you know people say I'm gonna plug you with this, I'm gonna plug you with that. Mm-hmm. That I was like just getting disingenuous, mm-hmm. but he was serious. I'm sitting at an event. He called me. He's like, "Yo, man, this guy gonna call you." This guy barely speak English, and he's like, "What? What is your, what is your ASCAP?" And I'm like, "Uh, I don't know." And he's like, "Can you write rap?" I'm like, "Man, I can rap over anything. Mm-hmm. I rap, and I mean, even to this day, I mean, I sometimes get like residuals because they got that song and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that money bought some of my. I bought like some exercise equipment with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm exercising. I'm focusing. And I'm just going to school. Mm-hmm. But this is when I'm falling in love with podcasts because all I'm doing is like listening to podcasts. I just stay on campus. Like sometimes I have a class at like three o'clock. The next what class were you listening up at six. to? All types. So like at the time it wasn't a lot, but Mark Maron's podcast with a lot of the comedians. Um, I'm listening to um, a lot of sports podcasts at the time. Like John Sally had has a podcast early on. Um, I'm listening to, uh, other, like just discussions, some of the like early NPR stuff, like anything that like, I felt like I could just dive into this space and I'm just doing homework and I'm starting taking all these different classes. So, uh, at Henry Ford, so anthropology, sociology, uh, logic, uh, you know, whatever these intro classes are with these adjunct professors, you know what I'm saying? And just learning so much about, the Arab world, because if you ever go to Henry Ford Community College, you are knee deep in like so much of Arab culture that I was completely unaware of being living in Detroit for so long and just understanding like some of the nuances and differences between like, oh, Pakistani, um, you know, Iraq, Iran, um, you know, you're from, you know, the, 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 the Chaldean differences, um, you know, um, a, a lot of like, you know, homies from, you know, 
homies from Israel, and then homies, you know what I'm saying? Homies from like what I think Palestine, like the the real state of what that place is, like all of this stuff. And I'm in class, and it would it threw me off because I'm building up a level of confidence just speaking back and forth to professors on ideas that I have myself. Mm. So I'm in this class where. I found school as one of the few platforms where I could speak and be heard where I feel like I never was heard, even though I was on microphones so much. Mm. I was only heard by like other people listening to me speak as a, you know, as a rapper or as like as a performer. But mm -hmm. I'm in class talking about, you know, Barack Obama and him running, running against uh, John Kerry. And I can give my take and my perspective, you know, and I got my, professors backpedaling you know i remember um you know this and this built up another level of confidence in in writing in in uh knowing how to how to put things together it tightened up a lot of my business stuff over the time too my proposals got better like i didn't even really see the shift until the shift started happening mm -hmm. then i hit a wall where i went through most of these classes and it was time to make a decision on where i was going to go to school to pick up and i'm like okay am i going to go on and get a bachelor's i'm like i might as well stay in this rhythm i chose wash my my father went to wash because my mom chose wash for my father when he wanted to get his cpa um and i'm going there and i'm thinking like i just do what my dad did mm -hmm. you know most people from henry ford community college just naturally go to university of michigan and uh Dearborn because it's right there mm -hmm. but I, I did something different so I went from driving all the way to like Dearborn almost every day mm -hmm. or or twice twice three times a week so now I'm driving to Troy mm -hmm. twice three times a week mm -hmm. whole different culture of this whole metro Detroit region mm -hmm. you know a lot of Asian influence up there mm -hmm. different type of old white money mm -hmm. big time conservatives at Walsh mm -hmm. you know um, and still it's the same premise mm. i'm debating you know at wash the phenomenal thing was and this is it's gonna sound like a commercial for them but i'm in class with most of the people i'm in class with are all managers like big time managers of like banks mm. um uh manufacturing companies logistics companies mm -hmm. and in my professors most of them all work for like the big three mm -hmm. you know white men that were like some level executive mm -hmm. or manager for the big three mm -hmm. that were adjunct at night at Walsh. Mm. So like I'm hearing ideas where like everything I'm arguing and debating all these ideas during this time of like the quote unquote big crash over what was the catalyst? How was the catalyst? How is these things happening? And just sharpening my tools of like in this platform where I'm like, I would never be able to talk like this to this white man, like one of one of my professors was, I don't know if people remember Franklin Bank before it consolidated, uh, but one of my managers was uh, a regional manager of of like twelve locations for Franklin Bank, mm. you know, and it's like, you know, and and then this is like where that white supremacy starts sticking out too, because it's like, ain't no way he ever would give you a damn damn loan, like mm. if you black and want a loan from this dude. It would, it would take a lot. He he came to class one day and he said, he's ruining the goddamn country. And he was talking about Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why you say that? And he was like, I mean, just giving away all of this stuff and the healthcare thing and this did, Obamacare what did Obama don't give away? What did Obama give away? He was saying Obamacare. And then I'm sitting in class and but I But he laughed. didn't give anything away, did he? 
well, oh, hear me out. This is okay. I'm just sitting in class and I was like, yeah, man, you know, you know, it's like, it's just like, you know, it's just like what what what's happening with, with Dan Gilbert. You know what I'm saying? We're giving away so much to him, but you know, it's you know, it's people like you. It's people like you. I mean, I'm saying it sarcastically. <laughs> uh -huh. It's people like you that can know what to do with the money. It's sort of like when we give away these NFL owners stadium and land because they can create jobs. That's 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 a good giveaway. I mean, giving away something like healthcare, you know, that's probably gonna hurt people, right? And it's like I'm jamming up these professors. I want to know, what and they're looking at me like. And the professors sometimes will. Most professors will walk to me at the end of class, like, "Yeah, it's like you got me on my toes. <laughs> you, you got me on my toes." Mm -hmm. I've heard that probably from most, maybe from like a dozen white male professors over my uh, collegiate. Yeah. So I know it's like I'm sharpening my skills and knowing mm -hmm. how to talk, and this kind of all feeds into my podcasting too, mm -hmm. and where my voice and my tonality would be. You know, yeah. knowing when I could joke, knowing when I couldn't joke. Um, <laughs> Or do you think like, you have that down yet? I'm still learning. You know, it's still a process. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Sometimes sometimes I think I give a great interview. Sometimes it's like, ah, that shit really didn't hit. Mm -hmm. But um, but it, it, college was that space. And I had a almost like a comedian. I had an audience of people listening because mm. I would sway certain people like mm. to the point where my, my business law class, I missed one week of my business law class one time, right? <laughs> And uh, and I walked in and we were doing like a mock trial mm -hmm. of uh, of like, I think something. I don't even remember the particulars, but one of the guys in the class, a Native, Native American student was like, oh, he back. So, you know, that shit ain't going to fly with him in here. And that was kind of the sentiment of some of the other students mm. from. And I thought it would just be Henry Ford, but even over the wash. Yeah, it's a group. It's a guy. One of the guys I graduated with from Wash right now is like a, like a a, a regional rep for um, not Rocket, but the other like what's that that U, uh, UWM Mortgage Company or whatever. Mm -hmm. He'll still hit me up sometimes. You know, one of the guys uh is a uh, is like in Silicon Valley designing something, and they'll still hit me up sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I called that group. It, it was. This was the group that came up with like an idea for Taco Bell breakfast before it was happened. Yeah. And I would sometimes take the biggest challenges, especially at Walsh, because there's so many international students. So the people that could barely speak English, that nobody else wanted to be in a group, I'd be like, come on, come on, be, be on my team. We're going to figure this shit out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it was, it, it was a space and place where I feel... For me, college gave me like bounce back my confidence after a lot of events where I thought I would have been here as a rapper, or I'd have been here with my promotions, or I'd have been here with relationship, or I'd have been here in business, or I'd have mm -hmm. been here with where I'm at, at at a certain age. But it gave like a full confidence because like now I got like a a group of 30 people, something that I'm sure I pissed off because it's like, oh, he the one that's going to keep talking because I'm challenging. I was challenging every professor. Mm -hmm. I think my my most challenge, my my best back and forth was I had a I had a white black history professor. Oh, wow. He was very interesting. Mm -hmm. And we would go back and forth so much <laughs> to the point where which, like which school at Henry Ford. Mm -hmm. and, and he was a heck of a professor in the sense of like from an academic, like I learned about academ academia and how how the research process, I learned so much even in there, mm -hmm. you know, um, 
and, and, and even my finance teacher there too. Like the same way. Like I'm I'm sharp on them. I'm like this shit don't make sense. Mm -hmm. I'm basically saying like, yo, you know this don't make sense. Mm -hmm. You know these arguments don't make sense. You know you're you're exalting all of this stuff because his 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 argument one day was like, you know, um, it's not it wasn't as many deaths in 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 the middle passage as they say because I don't read these books and all that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hey, you know. Let's let's suspend logic. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's live in this world. Okay, what type of diseases did white folks have that brought over here to black folks? They killed mm -hmm. most of the what we label as natives here in the nation, uh -huh. in, in this nation. What type of food do you think they was giving people in the bowels of a ship? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, really, if I'm doing stock, and we know that from people that are doing stock right now, if you're working in a warehouse, hell yeah, you may stack up a thousand, but at the end of the day, if you got the boarding slip, you're going to say, no, nah, it was 500. Because, you know, you want the numbers to match up so that you can continue to be in this slave trade and in, in this middle passage to my offer, because it still was a business. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, to to challenge professors, to challenge thought, it built confidence. I think that that's what school was for me, but it also sharpened up a lot of those other skills, even in business, mm -hmm. because it's a language that I was learning to speak that now I'm, I, I, I feel like it's an asset in some of these other moves that I'm making because mm -hmm. some of the contracts are getting bigger. Uh, some of the opportunities are getting bigger. And I feel that I can speak in some spaces, in certain regards to certain people and, and pull in what I need so that I can fund what this is. Because it's about getting that to get back over here. But mm -hmm. I'm still, when I do that, I'm still going to do it with the level of um, professionalism and honor whatever the agreement was, you know, learning learning letters of engagement. Um, so it's like some of, some of the premise has been in the business world, learning some tools, mm -hmm. but then also building that confidence to really get out here and chase after it. That's the, been the biggest key. Mm -hmm. And so bringing that all back to what you're doing now in terms of raising the 25,000, mm -hmm. um, that's just like one piece of it, but it's a very important piece. So let's, um, bring it back to that conversation about like what is this you know because as as long as I've been involved with you you've always just funded everything yourself yeah. you've always just used your own money you were yep. you know you've you've not um really deviated from that so mm -hmm. for me this is a different Kari Mm -hmm. that I'm seeing that's like opening up a bit. That's what I would say. You're opening up a bit mm -hmm. in terms of um, allowing community to help support financially what you're doing. Um, so let's talk about like the, you, you said it in the beginning, but let's talk a bit more about like what the money's for. Um, and yeah, like, and, and, and just the entire, Fun, everything about the fundraiser itself. Okay, so um, this is like being in business. So, mm -hmm. and my lens has gotten wider. I've grown. Mm -hmm. um, so now I understand that some of the giving is it's more than giving. Even if a person gives a dollar, it commits them to whatever the process is a little bit more. So I do think Detroit is different functionally would be different if I were to charge for something or if it was a pot to give in and everything, because 
especially when we're dealing with us because money is such a scarce resource in our community intentionally that white supremacy um what we speak with with our dollar kind of connects us to something more so so as much as it's the money it also is the call to action and it's also the call to action working hand in hand so whether i reach the like right now i'm at $2,350, whether I reach, you know, whether we don't get another dollar and we still pull off whatever that offering is, I think that that has a mix and a call to action. If we reach the $25,000, that has a call to action. But really, it's talking to the community. It's talking to possibly these foundations. It's talking to the people on the outside. Uh, but at the it's also talking to me that like this is gonna the in the train's gonna move. So when it comes to what the twenty five thousand dollars is for, I did a budget, and let me tell you guys about doing budgets. Whatever your budget is, I would suggest multiplying that. Take out a calculator and whatever your budget is, and say one point five, because whatever your budget is is probably gonna cost about another half of that at minimum of what that is. But then this is where the creativity comes in business. You got to learn what do I got to pay for now? What do I have to pay for uh, later? You know, who can I negotiate with? Who can I, who can I, you know, meet with money here? Who can I pay with a credit card? Who do I pay with cash? Who do I, you know, um, who maybe can I swap? You know, if, if we don't get these resources, let's, let's figure out those resources. Like a classic one is this, um, and leveling the lot behind where a lot of studio was last year. Uh, now it's like, we want to protect what we leveled. Um, you know, it's a lot of events that happen over here. Uh, the friends for life, uh, other like 4th of July fireworks and things like that. So like if a lot of cars and trucks end up there, then now it's like we leveled it to have to want to re-level it again. We don't want to do that. So we want to border the landscape. So bordering the landscape first was like, let's get the heavy rocks. The heavy rocks are like the rocks, like the size of, I don't know. Uh, like you a guys boulder? Seen those, yeah. You've yeah. seen those boulder rocks. Mm -hmm. Those boulder rocks are going between like $500 to $800 a pop. And the ones that are like $500 are probably more scarce. The $800 ones you can get immediately. Mm. Because we also have this whole supply chain challenge yeah. that still exists from COVID-19. And it was a big COVID outbreak in China, probably like from, I want to say like the end of February through like about maybe like middle of April, mm. end of April. Mm. But that's still causing a lot of clog up of how things are functioning and moving here. Yeah. Um. So now you got to figure out, okay, it's more than just having the money. It's when will these resources be here? Now also, what's the, what, where did these things go? No money for rocks. So what else can we look at? We can look at bushes. Okay. Now I have to figure out what is the process of planting bushes, you know? Uh, so then I look at like the landscaping and what bush, bush planting is. And then even the capacity. I found the bushes that are at minimum cost. It's like, okay, you know, the bush that's like this tall. <laughs> but like, like, like two feet. Yeah. The two foot bush. Yeah. I think the car is probably going to look at that. Like, yeah, I can I'm go right over, over that. Yeah. You know, the bush that's like the size of a man like, like cost like, more money. Like six feet. Yeah, yeah. the six foot bush gonna cost more money. You know what yeah. I'm saying? If we create the the like the the shining maze. So 
some of it's stuff like that. It, it's knowing where and when. And then also my landscaper that I love working with, and it's a couple landscapers I work with, but my key landscaper, Dan, it's back to the capacity of him. Today I bought, um, to, like I told you, the tiller broke going mm -hmm. over those rocks. Mm -hmm. So his solution was we have, I have, I'm still sitting on about $400 worth of grass seed. So now we add another $500 worth of topsoil. Uh, also the labor of him laying the grass seed and the topsoil together. Mm -hmm. The timing of like, okay, now when we lay the grass seed and the topsoil, that needs to be watered. Yeah. Uh, okay, knowing the capacity of the water, my my water spout from the middle, from the back of my house over to how far in this space it can go. Like all of these logistical questions start happening in budgeting. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I know I'm getting into the weeds and nuances, but this is what, putting production together is like, mm -hmm. you know, things that you didn't even really think about. You know what I'm saying? And now you're thinking and to like, make a space. Yes. So that it is safe. Yeah. For a community, because also too, it's very different. Yeah. Than just, I mean, although you live here, so technically it's your backyard. Yeah. At the same time though, you're inviting people. So you're making it a, a, a better space, mm -hmm. a safer space. So it's more habitable. Mm-hmm. Um, so that when people come, you know, they don't trip over something so that, mm -hmm. you know, um, they don't, so that people aren't like mistaking, like, do I drive here? Or do I walk here? That, you know, different, different things, just I'm, so that people that have, haven't never been oh. can understand like, you know, the reasonings, mm -hmm. you know, why you need to, you know, make sure that the space is, um, constructed in a certain way, you know, because, it's an outdoor concert and podcasting experience. Mm -hmm. um, people get to come, sit on the lawn, you know, get some food from the vegan, from Ma's Vegan Coney Cart, from Big Big Ma's Vegan mm -hmm. Coney Cart. Um, they also get a chance to hear uh, wonderful, amazing, incredible um, entertainment from Detroit. Um, people can't stand, Detroiters can't stand when we say local entertainment. So we say uh, powerful entertainment from Detroit. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think also, too, you know, people get to enjoy each other, the you know, the mm -hmm. outdoors. And they get to, you know, really experience what you have manifested here on your legacy land. The land that has mm -hmm. been um, gifted to you and handed to you through the labor of your ancestors. And, and I look at it like, I'm hoping to see somebody take this concept and do it, freak it and do it even more creative, more, more dynamic soon, you know, in other, um, in other spaces. Yeah. In other yeah. spaces. Like I look at this being what Tyree is doing in the you know, with, with what he's done with the Heidelberg project. I want to do it sound. And, you know, like when people say buy the whole block, Eventually, mm -hmm. I do want to get some more properties and spaces over here, but, you know, still activating, like, have we turned over all the stones of the capacity of what we can do here? Mm -hmm. it's, it's a space for a recording studio in the basement in this house that we sit, mm -hmm. but it, we're not activating that. Mm -hmm. The podcast space can be more active. Mm -hmm. In my mind, I see this being like an operation that just is pumping at capacity. With the but staff. it takes time. It takes well, time. Also, too, before we go, I do want to say 
that Detroit is different has been actively looking for folks who want to work here. Yeah. For years. Yeah. And it we there have been people who have come yeah. and have done very well. Um, so folks who are interested in doing engineering, in you know, being producing podcasts, in you know, community building, in those things, these are people we're looking for, yeah. I mean, yeah, and, and I mean, Gyra is a classic example. Yeah. Um, Shouts out to Gyra. Yeah, Gyra's grown up before our eyes. It's like yeah. sometimes we forget how young Gyra was mm-hmm. when we first met him. Yeah. You know? Um, so I, I think, I think, yes, we're, we're looking for people to be a part of this, mm-hmm. but the Detroit is different way. The, the shoe way It's like, where's your passion at? Mm-hmm. We're not going to push you beyond where you're at mm-hmm. the same way, even with joining what Piper has going. Like we're, you know, this, this, this ain't a game, you know what I'm saying? This ain't the mob, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We not, it's not blood in blood out for the people that remember that reference. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it is, it is very much so, you know, where your passion is and where and how you feel. Mm-hmm. But so much of us even staying committed, I think what you do with your podcast keeps inspiring me and keeps things going. Because we all sometimes will take a break and a hiatus. And then I think we all kind of get going together. It's mm-hmm. nothing better to me than when I see this space most active. When one person's coming and then another person's leaving and and, and then people cross paths. You know, the day, you know, rest in peace, Kool-Aid, like the day you were leaving and Kool-Aid mm-hmm, was downstairs and mm-hmm. we're interviewing. And you know what I'm saying? That's what I see in this space mm-hmm. is seeing that connectivity for that to happen. It, you know, it's going to look it's going to look different. Mm-hmm. Detroit is different. So it's, it's it's not functioning as if, you know, because this isn't the tr- the traditional like nonprofit project where like. You know, a foundation dropped a, a 10 year grant on us where, OK, now you got enough programming for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. No, it's like we got initiative. Let's be creative. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. And then as we do it, now we see where things are and now we can find what's needed. And then let's do something creative to get some more money in the mix for for what we're doing or if it's maybe you're not looking for money maybe you're looking for attention maybe you're looking for other opportunity maybe you're looking to meet other people like it's a lot of things that can happen but let's use our creativity as the anchor and not think that we're limited because of quote-unquote lack of funding and um speaking of funding i want to pull up since we're getting ready to go oh but before we go um want y'all to like share subscribe piper carter podcast all right. Um, and yeah, so I want to pull this back up. So uh, we're back to this slide and this is where we're going to end. So tell us again about what we're looking at. And um, thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah, I feel like this was like one of my better interviews. I didn't expect the interview like this. Um, so shout out to Piper for that. So a lot of studio is happening. Um, it's happening this summer. It's an offering of podcasting and performance, but it's an outdoor venue and it's outdoor like how I like it. I love spaces and places where you in the mix, but you're not in the, in the mix all the way. Like, it's not like you gotta, you can chill, you can kick it in the back, you know, lean on your car, you can get your Bell Isle style on, or you can sit in the lawn chair and really check in and, and enjoy and then join into the conversation. You can take some pictures and selfies. 
you can blow bubbles you can look you know pick up some collard greens you know it's it's a it's a immersive kickback how like in, in further expanding like i say the detroit is different that i see these are some of the people i know you can touch it's a cool feel and i feel like it's really cool because most people that plan on staying for 30 minutes usually stay for an hour and then just tell us about the gofundme so the gofundme campaign is the support of it um you know uh if you can give to the gofundme um we're gonna reach our goal today it, we're transitioning into june 1st so got a couple more days uh this weekend we're doing the staging uh, hopefully piper's in effect like others so the staging is we're planning and who's gonna be what on what post and uh we're getting forward to it looking forward to it i got my list i, I gotta add piper to the mix of like i was like oh yeah i didn't even put piper in the mix of one of the people piper hosted two of the coolest discussions last time with the artists and stuff like that so i'm looking forward to this yeah and then um what is the link for the gofundme it's up on screen yeah it's go i guess what is that gofund.me backslash d d six 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 eight two c two but you know you can also get to uh, dollar sign Detroit 501c3 if uh, Cash App is just easier for you. Yeah, and all of that is in the description as well. So um, as well as in the description, you'll also see the links to this GoFundMe, the Detroit is Different um, website. And yeah, so we will see y'all at a lot of studio this summer and we'll see you online next week. Peace. <laughs>